Hey TST sisters, it's me again, Miranda, the producer of True She Told. If you're listening to this at the start of the new year, Happy New Year to you! If you're catching this at another time, well, happy day to you too! So girls, we recorded this episode just as we were entering year 2022. Cheryl invited her business partner and best friend Diane to host this pod together. Yep, they are both great photographers and entrepreneurs running a studio business and yes, I am so inspired by them especially on how they pulled through the lockdown season in the last couple of months financially. So speaking of finances, enjoy this episode as we catch nuggets of truth about managing our finances in the new year from our very special guest, Brenda Yong. Well, without further ado, let's go! Welcome to another episode of Truth She Told. We are a space for the everyday Malaysian Christian women to share truthful and honest stories to build, inspire and encourage. My name is Cheryl. And my name is Diane. And today we have a special guest. We have Brenda Yong. Hi everybody. Hello. Just a little bit of a bio of who Brenda is. Brenda is the first lady in the licensed financial advisor category in Malaysia to be inducted into the Million Dollar Round Table, a global association for the world's top 1% financial practitioners. She is an extraordinary woman who is able to maintain work-life balance between running all her businesses and being a single mother of three lovely children. She's also a founder of Wealth of Life. She is an author of books and she has her own podcast and a YouTube channel called Brand On Air. So it is such an honor to have Brenda with us. Such an honor today. We're going to talk about managing finances in the new year. But let's get to know you a little bit better. What led you to start your podcast, Brand On Air, actually? Well, I've been a licensed advisor for many, many years, right? For so many years, been keeping quiet, doing a lot of stuff, but until this MCO, where this two person actually just died in front of my house, within five kilometers away. So I was thinking, you know, life is not just about I, me, myself, it's about serving others as well. So with all the little knowledge I have on technology and sound and whatsoever, we just launch it out. And that the first series is called Managing Finance in Challenging Times. Why? Because there are a lot of... Uh, confusion in town, right? Because of the MCO, we have a lot of debts, you know, credit card debts, how debts, mortgage debts, moratorium one, moratorium two. Very confusing. Should I take it or should I not take it? What's the long-term implication? What's the short-term implication as a business owner, as a personal, or even as a housewife? You know, so many things to think through on finance. So it's very confusing. So do I pay the credit card bill first or do I pay the mortgage bill first? It's very confusing, right? What's interest? So because of all this confusion, I have no choice but to launch this particular uh, brand on air to be a help to most of us who are you know, lost like, in terms of financial issue. I think it's important for me to be that avenger of the society. Like. So let's be the <laughs> avenger <laughs> to do yeah. whatever I can, the little bit that I can, uh, just share a little bit and to help out. That's great. Thank you so much sharing that. That's right. So now since we, we hear the story about how you are actually trying to help our people and how to manage their finances, so I guess I think it's just uh, appropriate that we move into a new year knowing how to manage our finances. Lah. So I guess what is financial planning? Also the other question is how do we set realistic financial goals here for ourselves? 
Okay, I go through uh, bit by bit for you to give you some gold nuggets to pull back, right? To hold back, yeah? Financial planning is a very simple three to four step process. First step is called wealth protection. How do you calculate? Because this uh, audience about women, right? How do you calculate your wealth protection? How do you protect your wealth, right? What's your womanhood? Are you the... I'm sure if some of you outside who are hearing this, you are a wife to somebody, your mother to somebody, your daughter to somebody, right? How do you calculate your womanhood? So wealth protection is about... Uh, maintaining or taking care of your responsibility as a woman, womanhood of the holistic nature as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, and so on and so forth, even as a community leader, right? So that wealth protection is phase one. Now, phase two is talking about wealth accumulation. Yeah? Uh, you know, we need to accumulate our wealth. Faithful is more thing, more be given, right? So every step of the way, we need to accumulate it to be a blessing, blessed to be a blessing, right? So the question is, how do we accumulate wealth? Which asset class is suitable for us? Now, three women in this room, uh, three of us with spectacles, but look at the frame, it's all different. <laughs> our face shape is different, our glasses are different, even our smile, our laughter That's is true. different. So does it mean yeah. one spectacle fit all? No, the question is different. Mine is bifocal, by the way. So how do you custom-made a spectacle or financial wealth accumulation process for every woman? Very different. If you read my latest book, it's not launched yet next year, it's talking about financial destination for women. We have 12 destinations. We can have the Queen Elizabeth style where the mother plans everything for you. We can also have the very uh, prudent woman inside but very explorative outside. We can be also the mother that's very sacrificial kind of financial planning. The third one is about wealth distribution. How do you preserve your wealth? How do you dispute your wealth? You leave your inheritance to the children, children. What if we don't have children? Do it doesn't mean we don't leave the inheritance. Does not mean that you know Mother Teresa left a huge legacy towards the people of this of, of the nation, right? So if you look at Inca Foundation as well, Inca Foundation is the one that own IKEA, right? They are already fourth generation of wealth building. Inca Foundation right now has been leaving the legacy to all the artists who love to create. Uh, beautiful furnitures uh, for the home that's small and it's also efficient as well. So, in simple English, wealth protection, wealth accumulation and wealth distribution. These are the three steps that you need to know what is financial planning from that. So, the second question, you asked me something about... Uh, what was the second question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Basically, you talk about goal setting. It's about S-M-A-R-T, right? The smart goal, it has to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time, right? But in terms of financial, it's slightly different. Smart plus four question number one. Uh, do I need it? Do I need it? The first question is financial goal. Yeah, I want to buy a house. That is so good. Do you need the house? Do you need it in the first place? Right? For the question, do you need a house? You know, do you need it? Or can you rent it first or whatever? You want to know whether you should rent it first or buy it first? Or you have to listen to the brand on air latest episode 11 because I talk about different seasons of life. That is a very heavy topic. So the second question to ask yourself, can I afford it? Okay, let's say the house. Yes, you need a house. Everybody need a roof on, on top of them, right? So you calculate the, uh, the payment per month or payment per the tenure. Can you afford it? If you cannot afford it in 15 years, maybe you can afford it in 30 years. Correct or not? Mm -hmm. So the affordability, you mechanically calculate it. So the third question is, is it worth it? For example, is this item worth it or not? Is this house worth it? Uh, if I have 10,000 and my 5,005 is used to pay off the house, is it worth it? Is it too much on my ratio? The answer is definitely yes. So your total expenses should not be more than 35%. I'm talking about fixed, responsible expenses, your car and your house. Oh, yeah, we wow. should be below 35%. We means 3,005 include the house and the car. But most of us is 
the car already three thousand five plus the house another three thousand. So ten thousand come in, six thousand five go to the house and the car. Left with us three thousand plus disposable. Correct or not? Wow. Why? Because the society push us to be like that. Follow up the journals or stuff like that, and also inflation, right? The inflation. Then the next question in number four is what can I do better with the money? The five thousand five. Eh? Just now we mentioned if your house installment is three thousand, right? So what can you do with the three thousand? Can you buy a smaller house? Or with 3,000, all support along with two cars and one house? Correct. Now, what can you do better with it? Right? So, uh, people ask me, Brenda, you can afford, why don't you drive a big car? To me, car is a depreciating asset. You can watch episode yeah. 12. Yeah. Depre- they say, you know, what is an appreciating asset? What's a depreciating asset? Uh, how do you, anything that you don't, uh, what do you call it, cannot write off, you don't buy, right? So, in that particular episode 12, I talk about very interesting story, uh, appreciating asset and depreciating asset. So, for me, if a car is something that can move me from right to left and a good aircon will do, that's my two prerequisite, right? So, that car is depreciating. I put, buy it one year, three years or five years down the road, the car value is zero. So, that's why millionaire, you look at the hyper-international, real expensive men or whatever, they, they go on BMW, not the BMW that you drive. It's a BMW. The B means you bike around, cycle. <laughs> the M means the MRT around, MRT around. And then the W is the walking around, good for health. This is where the ultra high network think. But the mid-class, like ordinary us Malaysian, uh, generically, M40, B40, even T20 sometimes, we think that, you know, oh, our big house, big car means rich. No, that's wrong. True wealth is measured by time. It's not number. So if I work with a Zimbabwe dollar, right? One billion dollar is just one piece of paper. But one billion, you cannot even buy maybe a one cup of rice or one bowl of whatever. You can't because the the number has no meaning. It's, true wealth is measured by time. So the, to have goals, you must have SMRT plus 4Q. I love that because yeah. that, that four questions is a, such a good question to ask because a lot of times like we set goals and then we're like, how, how how do we achieve that? Is it even realistic to get there? So that's why that's why I asked such a question. So I guess I won't delay buying the BMW lah. No, you can do the busing, the MRT and the walking lah. Uh, okay lah, okay lah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like, think about it. I, I always thought that, you know, those who drive uh, those big cars are the ones that are high net worth. But I, didn't, but I understand now the concept that Maybe to some of them, it's not worth it. It's really not because it is depreciating. I agree. Yeah, agree. I absolutely agree. But then again, I feel also ladies don't really look at cars compared to men. Maybe. Again, maybe it's just stereotype. But oh, the handbags. I, I think the handbags. <laughs> yeah. The handbags, the type of shoes. I think that's what expensive the, the, spas. The ladies spend on, I that's feel. That's right. <laughs> it's okay to have those expenses. I mean, we do. I do have a... Uh, uh, expensive bag too but uh, to me you know if I'm going to pass out my alarm in every day why should I bring that bag is it <laughs> and then by washing it washing it is more expensive than than maintaining you know that kind of thing so yeah. wealth can yeah. be a blessing and wealth can be a curse depending what is your neurofinance what's your core value on money so if you understand that well so your well-being process will be another level of depth thank you so much for that Brenda, I think that though I think I don't think I've heard of that before, right? I mean, yeah, no, I don't even broken, broken down in that way. So moving into the new year, we're now in twenty twenty two. We know that our last two years has been, you know. Well, so what do you look forward to in the new year? I mean, especially as a financial planner uh, for clients, but even personally, like, what do you see for the new year? 
Well, we should have hope for the tomorrow. I think they are the towards the better. We always, my children always say, "Mom, you always live in the future. You don't live on the present." <laughs> because I'm a financial planner, right? I do scenario planning. So for me, I am maybe fifty, eighty percent a planner. So I do live in the future, how we navigate forward. But for most of us, which is different profession, I would uh, highly recommend you can live uh, at your present. Now and also your future will be very very helpful. Huh? Why is that so? Because uh, I like the uh, analogy of a chopsticks. One is a past, one is a future. You know, chopstick. If I use a pencil, the Chinese move too, right? Yeah. One is a constant; you can't change. The other one moves a lot. So I think the 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 one that is not moving is our past. You can't change the past, but the future you can work towards, right? I wow. I, I want to buy a car. Wow. Let me think first. Maybe cannot. Maybe instead of buying a house, I buy a car. Oh, car also. Maybe I buy three cars lah. The three thousand can buy three cars. Keep pastor A, pastor B, and uh, mon for myself. Ah, uh, giving at the same time, enjoying at the same time. All got good aircon instead of my. Myself, right? Is that well building proper? That kind of thing. So I would say, uh, fifty percent live on the uh, present and fifty percent uh live on the future, and then you navigate forward will be good, lah. So there are few things I would suggest all of us to do. First is to do a housekeeping. What is the total debt you have? What is your aspiration? Take stock of where you are. You know what is your credit card debt? You have some credit card debt here and there. Frankly speaking, in the last two years is challenging for many people and for all walks of life. We just need to be true to ourselves. Yes, we do have credit card debt, but how do we handle? Do we handle it by balance transfer? Do we handle it by consolidating all the debt into one and pay off first, or do we handle it by earning a second job or uh, going to MLM and get extra income to pay it off? You know, all these are very viable decisions. But the question is, take stock. The action plan is about taking stock, knowing where you are. And knowing where you want to go in between is the steps, lah. So find out the step by step process. Let's say for credit card, for example, uh, I explain interest in a very interesting Malaysian story. If you can go to the brand on air video, I don't know which one. It talks about interest, uh, explaining in roti canai, teh tarik, and nasi lemak. So once you understand different debt has different interest, then you have to understand which one to pay first. Then when you pay off the whichever one first, then you lower your debt at the same time increase your income to tie through this challenging time. Now, what is the income that you we should uh, explore on? It depends on yourself because we are wonderfully and fearfully made in uh, in different image, right? I mean, each of us are different. Some of us are good at singing. Some of us are good at baking. For me. I dislike baking because the washing is going to kill me. But I like talking. So what do I do? I monetize my talking. I'm so grateful when I monetize my sliver, also called talking on the air. <laughs> some of my friends say, "Oh my gosh, you did a good job. Let me sponsor you with a love gift." I said that would be so nice. This will be a love gift for all the creative people. When you are passionate in what you do, when you lift uh, uh, your God up or your passion up or whatsoever, you will draw exciting opportunity that you can no eye has seen. Yeah. I love it. I think can, we can tell that you know you have so many like very Malaysian illustrations on how to understand uh, financial concepts. I think again, ladies, if you're listening, you also should tune in to Brand on Air. It's, it can be you can find it on Spotify and on YouTube as well, and you also on Instagram. So you know, as we know over the last two years, right, in a lot of people's income are very affected. And obviously, people didn't expect their income to be affected, right, over the last mm. two years. And and now, since we're entering the new year, honestly, you can only I feel like you can only plan if you can if you can already foresee 
you have a forecast as to where your income's coming. How do you plan when things are so uncertain? If we're talking about millennials and even younger than millennials, a lot of us are in gig economy, but also for stay-at-home moms, young 20-somethings. How, how do we plan in uncertain times like, that, like this? For this particular, I want to use a scripture to ground it. So in the Bible says we are wonderfully and fearfully made down. Psalm 139 verse 14, right? So we will study ourselves, Diane, and also study uh, Cheryl, who we are as a person. Yeah? What are we wonderfully made in what area? So from there, you study as a subject. You know, God, as what Dr. Miles Moreau say, He will not give you money dropping from the sky. Dr. Miles Moreau say, God will give you, uh, God will help you and teach you to make a tree out of the wood or uh, make a chair out of the tree. So correct not. So you won't drop money for you. So you need to know what is the skills given to you and what do you need to craft out the tree given to you. For example, I never knew Brand on Air can collect sponsorship. One of my friends said, Oh, this is a good job, I'm gonna sponsor seven video. Oh, this is a real nice video, I'm gonna sponsor five. The money just came pouring to me. I said, Wow, this is good, huh? So I said, Wow, creative people, God bless you. I have a, I, I'm a conduit a blessing to the creative people. And the creative people say, Brenda, you so did a good job. I give you an angpao back. Wow, I'm so happy as well. So what I'm trying to share with you from this story is that you have to understand uh, what are the DNA of each and every one of us? Before you go very further, you need to go seek ye first kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added, right? Matthew 6, uh, 33. So first thing, you seek God first and get your priority right. So first step, uh, set your priority. The second one is a Psalm 139.14 where you find your DNA, find your passion. What are you passionate about? So something that made you cry, something that made you laugh. Something that people say, hey Brenda, why you still, uh, like today, eh? Actually, I'm supposed to have two days in Genting, but because you want to do recording, I came down back, you know, wow. to do it. Why? Because I knew that, hey, you know, if I can be a blessing to the people who hear it, why not? Just a half day only, ma. Come, sh cut short the trip and come back and record it so that you have something to post, you see. Okay, first one is about setting priorities. Second is about your passion. The third one is find support system. Because, uh, like, for example, beautiful cakes, but nobody tastes it. Also, sayang, right? Get a support system to help you to share, you know, what you're capable of doing for, for those gig economy or whatever. It still can do, you know, as long as you start somewhere. And then the next one is step out in faith. I have never gone into the camera at all. I don't know how I look. I didn't know this face looks better than this side, right? So now, you see, now I realize, oh, I must take picture this side more. And then, uh, you know, today I learned microphone has, you know, the, the, the hole that, you know, uh, Diane was sharing me, that hole can have two. Wow, every day I'm learning. So you have to step out in faith. I step out in faith. Being very shy, frankly speaking, uh, not, I may like to talk, but uh, going to social media is something new. I don't even know what's Instagram and TikTok. My children just taught me uh, three, four months ago, oh, this Instagram, oh, I see, that's how the world say, you know, that's how it looks like. So stepping out in faith, regardless of age, is also important. Uh, the next one is um, important is that we have to craft something out of the tree that's given to us, the skills. So how do you maximize the resources that's given to you it is called stewardship. Faithful is more thing more will be given. Uh, I would say these are the few steps I would recommend. Uh, don't give up hope. Understand, first thing, your priority. The second one is about find your passion. The third one, find your support system. Fourth one, step out in faith. The, the next one is to, the fifth one is to uh, steward it to a level that the tree God has given to you, you can maximize it and craft it. Uh, very well. These are the few steps I will encourage those. Even though you're in gig economy, you can always collaborate together. And take on another level, see? Not an issue. Let's say we do collaborate brand on air together with uh, 
uh, your channel. My people who are very boring finance get to know, oh, there's a channel called Sh uh, Truth She Told. And from your Truth She Told. See, I'm learning pronunciation. <laughs> but the point is this, is like collaboration. No gig economy is still talking about collaboration. Yeah. You collaborate, you win yeah. together. If there is a joint sponsor, let's be a blessing to one another. Not an issue. You know, money is ample. The question is in whose hand? Mm. Yeah. Right There's a lot of money. The question is, in whose hand? I'm very thankful to the Lord. I sow in knowledge, but I reap bountifully in so many ways. I cannot imagine, so I'm thankful. It's very interesting world out there. So we just need to have faith and try our best. Lah. You never start, you never know. Just start the... You know when you first pedal, very difficult, susah, susah. But when you bike it one way, you push it forward, you just auto-roll in its own way. Then you glide. Will people go against us, especially women? Eh? Will people go against us? Yes, they're plentiful. So how do we do? So we have to find out who we are and what the Lord has called us to be. That's very important. The, the direct 6G technology that we have between Him and us. Let Him solidify us and let us flow out in grace, in mercy and truth. Yeah, I think that's very inspirational. I think if I, what can I glean from this question? I think, I think you can, I think, I think you can summarize, especially for, for, for ladies uh, who, are, who are also struggling, also wanting to contribute to the household income, I think at the end of the day, I could summarize it to really, uh, to really know who you are and also to see and then acknowledge the gifts that God has given you and then see and find ways to make it and create it, make it to a resource, right? So basically, but I do think that when you excel your gift and, you, and people see your gift, that's how, that's where the financial resources come in. I think we have one last question from Diane, which is a myth-buster question that she came up with. Are women too emotional when it comes to high-risk investments? Well, I would say this statement may not be true for all women. Some women can be very, very aggressive uh, like me because I'm technically trained, right? So, so we should have serious money, plant a big tree. And then when we planted the tree, we have fruits, right? So we take the fruits and put it into play money. So in the play money, even you get burnt, this is the play money as in... You can burn means get ready to get burned. Uh, learn for it. Uh. I, I have lost a couple of thousand US dollars in one night before and stuff like that. I also made 5 to 12% per month before, you know, all these things. So the, you ask me, uh, women generally uh, like this? I would say no. Uh, initially, most women are very stable. Most women are very stable, you know, because we are taught by... Uh, taught by our parents, you know, it's natural, right? Women are basically natural from our parents' point of view. So we are not as aggressive as most men, which is true. A generic statement is true. But you look at sophisticated uh, urban city women, over time you can see, no, this statement is not true. You will find women more aggressive than men in many areas. Great stockbrokers are women, reminds her, top are all women sometimes. Even the, the, the one that I lost 5,000 US is also a woman trader as well. So coming back to the story, so I would say uh, this statement is true and not true at the same time, depending which woman. That's why I have an education program called The Well of Life Woman. It was specially designed for women to learn about money. So I've got pearl, ruby and diamond. The pearl one is for the ladies who say, my money, no need to borrow lah. My husband, kautim everything. But blah, blah, anything happen, they get into very, very challenged position. When they look at numbers, they get headache. They're type of woman. So they should enjoy pearl because I take them to shopping. I take them to do a massage. I detox the neurofinance and then I give them uh, a makeup set and then when they do the makeup, I explain it in the context of money. So they, they debunk the whole issues of me and money. I don't want to see that kind of thing, right? So the pearl woman will learn money in a very light emotional way mm. and then the ruby is more sophisticated like business owner like yourself right what is the difference between personal wealth and business wealth do i build them together 
or how do I do a firewall between business well and personal well? How do I deduct tax in my personal level and also my corporate level? So these are very technical questions. So you're already exposed, but yet not technically sound. So these are basically for the ruby woman. Eh? Okay, diamond woman is very sophisticated. You know, I need to buy, today I want to buy a Prada. Hmm, I don't want to buy Prada. I better buy Prada, the company first, get a special discount and then get my Prada. And after that, when my declared dividend Prada comes in, I put it in offshore. And with that, I buy a vineyard for my wine you know that kind of thing so that's for the diamond that's a diamond they have they need to have an exposure does not mean you know you know we have to start thinking about it and yeah. learning we we go to the the diamond version but pe- uh, we are in ruby yeah. but when we are when we are exposing ourselves to the ruby we are now just getting out of pearl example correct so we get our knowledge ready first because as the man thinks so is he thinking wealth building starts with the mind which is called neuroplasticity the neurofinance you know if the mind is not ready to accept money whatever you work hard the money comes also it go off because the mind is not ready for wealth building yeah but i really like the like how you break it down like different women in 12 different like in terms of gems Pearl woman, diamond woman, ruby woman. I think, I think that really helps to break down also different kind of of of, of attitudes and personalities towards money, isn't it? That's right. So Brenda, as we enter twenty twenty two, as what's your one liner advice for our listeners on how to be but financially sound Like like to to have so that our twenty twenty two will be financially healthy, healthier. Be the change. Yeah, we must be willing to change, you know, uh, change our financial habit, change our financial thinking process. We'll start off with ourselves, be the change. If you want to have extra income, uh, start by thinking about how to steward our gifting, uh, bring it into a well-building process. Let's all of us be the change. We need to be an encourager, you know, times are bad, we can be disappointed in some ways, but let us be an encourager to one another. I wanted to see a change in my industry where people will not just to get the rich get richer. I want every person to be have a chance to have this piece of information. That's my parting words for 2022. Thank you so much, Brenda, for your time. We really appreciate you speaking to us and also to our listeners on Truth She Told. And for our listeners, thank you for sticking this thus far. And if you're interested to know more, please check out Brenda's podcast on Spotify and on YouTube called Brand On Air. And so this is Truth She Told. If you like our content, please like us on Instagram, follow us on Telegram, and also follow us on YouTube and Spotify. Thank you so much. Until the next episode.